Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel is a podcast where we discuss the latest Marvel TV episodes as they are released on Disney+. This is your spoiler alert. Welcome to Watcher's World, our What If After Show podcast. I am the Watcher himself. No, just kidding. I am Zach Perlstein, the editor-in-chief of the Boardwalk Times. I am Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. We have had iconic duos all season on this pod and more to come but today's episode we are discussing what if nick fury's big week was just a total utter disaster but before we get into all that what if we gave our quick reactions to the spider-man no way home trailer what if we do that after the ad break that sounds great let's do it so giovanni spider-man no way home what's your thoughts on this first initial teaser trailer i mean I could go on and on for like ever about the teaser trailer. I mean, what, what, what can we really say except for a movie like this, even just thinking about it a few years ago, oh my goodness. So not only are we getting supposedly the Spider-Verse and we get to see Alfred Molina Doc Doc and we get a tease of Green Goblin, we get Doctor Strange doing all of his strange-isms and we've only had one solo movie with him and we're still waiting on multiverse of madness so yeah i just i was blown away there's so much to digest in the trailer and so much going on so i mean everything that's already been said i can only really repeat um i'm just my excitement's through the roof it's definitely my most anticipated movie of the year since way before we got this trailer so this trailer just cemented that yeah december can't come soon enough and more as I think about it, Spider-Man No Way Home almost feels like a what-if episode because it's really like, yes. what if Peter Parker, you know, decided to make the world forget he's Spider-Man and then like all these other Spider-Man villains and actual Spider-Man are going to be in this film. It's just so insane. And we have a trailer breakdown on the website, boardwalktimes.net, where you can check out, we did a frame almost frame by frame breakdown of all the big moments and like what the heck is going on with this teaser trailer. But yeah, December can't come quick enough. And I just have one more question about Spider-Man No Way Home before we transition into talking about this episode of What If, Giovanni, but who are you most excited to see on the big screen this December in No Way Home? So if what is supposed to happen is true. I want to say Tobey Maguire. Like out of everyone, Tobey Maguire. Or the other way, I would say Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, Daredevil again. Like either of those two would make me lose my mind. But everyone else that's already in it is already making me lose my mind. Oh, yeah. so, so honestly, just just give me the movie already. Yeah can't wait it's just like just more and more can't wait to see how it all plays out too and now we're transitioning to talking about this this week's episode of what if which was just pure bonkers in my opinion it seems like what if is just getting better and better and i want to know your initial thoughts on today's episode i was honestly blown away by the pacing of this episode making it a murder mystery, but then also like fulfilling that role by not having it quickly go through stuff like the last two episodes. I really like the change of pace. I just really enjoyed 
that Fury was pretty much the main character, which, I mean, this is based on Fury's big week. So of course you'd expect to see a lot of him and just making it like all these wacky ways that the Avengers all, well, die was, was pretty surprising. I mean, the Tony Stark one, that, that one was like, what? Like, what? The what? Um, I don't know. In general, this episode definitely felt like something that, once again, just like last week's, took full advantage of the what-if scenario and did something completely crazy with it. And then, obviously, there's the ending with Loki actually taking over. But it, it kind of seems like a peaceful takeover in a way. Like, he didn't have to commit as much violence as he thought he would, like at the Battle of New York, because the Avengers were defending earth at the time that's something i'm going to get into more later but i feel like next season they better have a what if episode continuing in this universe specifically because this is actually a fun universe to like play around in because it's like all your essential avengers get murdered tony thor hawkeye hulk black widow you have captain america and as you see later in the episode, Fury does make the call to Captain Marvel, which I know a lot of fans after watching Captain Marvel, their biggest what if was, well, what if Fury called her back in 2012? And I think next season, if they do do an episode, it would be just insane to see how that plays out in that universe with Loki being the ruler, but Fury still assembling maybe a better version of the Avengers. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, Captain Marvel is extremely powerful on her own. She can probably deal with the Bifrost, which at this point is, we know, they don't know it's the Tesseract. So she can probably deal with that like, eh, whatever. So there, there's definitely a lot going on there that, I don't know. It's just in general, this, like you said, I feel like they need to build off of this concept and I feel like they will because there's so much in the episode that happens related to other characters, which we'll get into later, that completely took me off guard. Before we get into all that, you know, here at Boardwalk Times, we love our Easter eggs. And I want to see, Giovanni, did you notice the Stan Lee Easter egg this episode with the Stan Lee's pizza? Of course, of yeah, course. Easy, easy. Yeah. Lovely. Easy to point out. I was so, so happy seeing that, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I just have to shout out um, Jeffrey Wright for his like narration and just the whole i love the watcher concept i love like just seeing with it being animation the watchers just like lurking in the background i can't wait to see his role expand later on in the season yeah and on that topic i mean the animation in this episode was amazing like there were so many uh, shadowy moments uh where everything looked very like the cel-shaded look kind of added to this like mystery feeling and obviously there's the shot I think you're referring to where you actually see the watcher in the sky and Fury's like driving. Yeah, that was just, in general, the colors really popped. It was a really exciting episode in that sense. A lot of really cool frames. And now I think we have to discuss like, you know, after like throughout this episode, because it's a classic murder mystery. And I'm thinking to myself, who, who's killing all these Avengers? And obviously the fake out at the beginning is um, we all, I mean, at least I did. I thought it was Black Widow. I thought Black Widow for some reason was killing off these, you know, Avengers for whatever reason. But then we come to find out it's Hank Pym, which I mean, I cannot believe they like 
went and did that because that's such a crazy and honestly good choice like for someone who like wow yeah especially going off of his characterization in the first ant-man movie where he's so freaked out by hope doing anything beyond being just like a secretary and then we find out she's an agent of shield in this universe which is the what if scenario that's like the nexus event if you will from loki is that she becomes a agent of shield and what was funny to me is at first i actually thought it was hydra that was going to be behind everything because they kind of tease it a little bit they talk about pierce and then you see widow go on her little side mission it's basically like setting it's the story from captain america winter soldier except way earlier if you think about it so i thought oh is hydra doing this and obviously it wasn't after a while you kind of get it it's like wait no this cannot be hydra like they don't know what's going on inside shield either so yeah crazy and just how um all the murders went down or not like i mean how tony yeah got murdered black especially hulk for me yeah that one was that was like what you're showing that in this show like okay yeah that that was really crazy and i think um julia devel of you know our podcast who's actually going to be on this show next week by the way easy plug um she was the one who was like telling us about that ant-man thanos theory that you sent in the group chat oh that's right that's right this episode i feel like was kind of that moment like not as Mm -hmm. graphic not as graphic you know obviously we're on disney plus but you know i still had a laugh when that happened to hulk (laughs) because i was like oh my gosh they just did that to the you know that's even honestly it's better than what we thought because yeah the the theory was that ant-man would go giant man inside of his body and rip him open but this is like oh no he throws one of his growing discs and completely destroys his heart i was like makes sense it it's crazy how pym's technology is so advanced i don't think that gets discussed enough in the mcu that like pym really could like ant-man and all them really have some skills behind them so that'll be something fun to watch but yeah i think with hope van dyne being like a agent of shield she had a relationship with fury obviously and some of these others but i did think it was cool how nick fury's character nick fury was able to figure out that like hope was the central cause of this whole thing because at first i thought he was gonna just call captain marvel but then it was like a fake out to like hope hope van dyne so i just thought that was really well done it also shows you, like, I think they did that little moment on purpose to show you why he wouldn't just call Captain Marvel all the time. Because he, like, he hesitates when he figures it out, right? So he's, like, he's like only calling her as an emergency because she's a backup. So I really like that. Me too. And I, I think it was cool because on Black Widow's computer screen earlier, there was a Janet Van Dyne um, profile that came up. Yes. And she was X'd out. And I think that was, like, kind of good hint like you know because i didn't didn't expect this episode to go down this route but i'm glad it did yeah same here i did not think we were gonna get to see any like ant-man people at all i mean it didn't even cross my mind to be honest like i never once thought oh yeah definitely uh in this what if scenario you know we're gonna see some sort of ant-man character who hasn't shown up yet and instead we get technically all three of the Pim family members. It's like, oh, okay, in, in some way or another. Yeah. Like, so complete, completely took me off guard. That's how they get you in this one. 
because you're trying to think, oh, like, who could the murderer be? Who do we know? And then you find out that it's like completely random. Like honestly, they could have picked another superhero character, um, but but I think Hank Pym specifically fits the bill because of his technology. He's the only one that I can think of right now capable of killing the rest that isn't Tony Stark. Exactly. And I think this what if episode really embraced what if. I mean, this wasn't exactly. just like, well, what if Peggy Carter became Captain America or like what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? This was really a major what if with multiple implications where it was like, what if Earth's mightiest heroes all got like murdered before they could even start like avenging? And it really created you know, as we saw at the end of the episode, multiple scenarios like Loki taking over planet Earth. Yeah, no, and then we also get, um, because of it, we also get some different angles of certain scenarios. Like, we get to see Black Widow escaping this truck, and she gets to show off her skills. And then we also get to see... Uh, I almost called him Agent Clark Gregg because I have Agent Phil Coulson reacting to Thor. So that, that was really interesting how he's like, whoa, this dude has gorgeous hair. And then uh, Barton, you know, Hawkeye says the same thing. I thought that was pretty funny because in the original, in the movie, no one knows what Thor really looks like until they knock him out. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed that part. I really enjoyed them like commenting on Thor and you know, it, it was just interesting to see how this all went down in this episode. And I think the ending was pretty epic too, because, you know, Fury finds Captain America's shield and then he's actually greeted by Captain Marvel. So it's like, that's where I'm like, oh, I'd love to see a episode within this universe, like next season, because I would love to see who else Fury could potentially recruit because like so far you have Captain America, Captain Marvel. I mean, I wonder who's else, who else is around at that time, or maybe they're not ready yet, but maybe Fury will be able to like accelerate them to become part of the Avengers. I, I don't know. I think, I think that's an easy home run episode for season two. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're going to have to wait and see, but I, I was just thinking about Dr. Strange. I know that his episode of what if is coming up. And yeah. I was like, he's not just yet. Cause he's, he's like, he appears after Civil War, right? Or like around the time of Civil War. Yeah, so at the same time, years. but like in Winter Soldier, they reference Stephen Strange. Yeah. So it's like you definitely know there's like some, there's a radar on him or like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. might know more than they let on. So it's like, I think it'd be interesting if like next season's episode is we see Fury like really recruit this team where it's like Captain Marvel and Captain America are your leaders, but you know, what if they get Doctor Strange, even though he might not be like ready yet? What if they get these two kids from Sokovia that show some pretty epic powers? And then what if they get a really young version of Spider-Man? Like, you know, like I'm just spitballing, but you know, I think it'd be a fun episode to see like what is Nick Fury's backup plan. Yeah, absolutely. That actually that sounds like what the title would be something like that. What if Nick Fury had a backup plan? Like, <laughs> I don't know, that, that's really cool. And it gets me thinking also about like, in general, this universe is expanding faster and faster and Vision even mentions it, which that's another character that's pretty much dead is Vision. 
because in this version, Tony will never create Ultron. But like the, the vision mentions it in Civil War, he's like, oh, the more of us there are, the more enemies we get, like exponentially or whatever. So it's interesting that if what if the only real enemy at the moment is just Loki and the entire world's focused on him, which another thing I wanted to say, I'm actually surprised that at first they kind of trick you into thinking Loki may not stay on Earth because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm only here to avenge my brother. And then I was like, oh, Nick Fury can easily talk his way out of this one. And of course he does. But then at the end, twist, he still takes over Earth anyways. And he has the Warriors 4, right? The, the Warriors 3 and Lady Sif. I don't know. I don't remember what their official title is. I think it's the Warriors 3. Yeah, it's the 3. Yeah. I think. I think. I don't know for sure. I'm not yeah. a, not really up on my Asgardian. But, yeah, no, I thought that was pretty cool how easy he took over. But it was funny when he showed up at United Nations because I thought of the Wakanda and yes. Black Panther. Yes, you know, Like, oh, Asgard's no longer a secret. But, you know, I always laugh, like, even with Wakanda and then, you know, in this universe, Asgard, why they ever mm-hmm. get involved with politics or the United Nations when obviously their nations have it more figured out than us. <laughs> this is true. And like, then they want to spread the wealth. Which they spread the wealth, yeah. I said this last week on the episode about T'Challa, and I said, what if the whole Killmonger thing, because <clears throat> I know we're getting an episode between Killmonger and Tony Stark, knowing that this version of Tony Stark is still very like selfish, what if he starts helping out our guy Killmonger in you know sending weapons to areas that Killmonger recommends? So I don't know. That sounds interesting to me, but I think he could convince Tony Stark. Yeah, that that episode's gonna be interesting for sure to see how that dynamic plays out and like what kind of trouble they both get into as as our as today's episode comes to close giovanni i like doing this whenever i'm on the pod i like making predictions and what if is very different than our previous marvel series where we could predict like hey maybe this is gonna happen maybe that's gonna happen it's very um to itself but i still want to know what's your prediction of like what are we gonna see at the end of the season or like what do you think the post credit might be for a show as bonkers as what if because i have a theory but i kind of want to hear yours honestly with this show since i have no idea what's going on half the time like when stuff is happening i want to say that i'm going to be completely surprised but if i was to guess realistically it's probably going to be some obviously tease for season two, but I think it may be the watcher doing something himself because they've been teasing it all season with him saying, Ooh, I can never interfere. It's like, yeah, but you're going to at some point, aren't you? Like, I feel like that's going to be it. Either that happens in the last episode or in the end credits, something happens to him or something, but I feel like that's going to be it. Your theory is just similar to mine where I like, I really do think, you know, whether it's the end of the season or the post credit scene, the watcher will have a Thanos, I'll do it myself type moment or the other theory, you know, that I've thought about and I don't know if it'll happen, but it's kind of crazy, you know, but you have to throw it out there. 
is that I could see the Watcher meeting with a celestial or an eternal or King of the Conqueror, like someone who we will see in an upcoming film, but like it will set up season two. But you're right. Like they've been teasing the Watcher, never interferes, but we all know that this show's like pretty much inspired by the twilight zone and eventually this narrator is going to start to interfere he's going to start to like come into the storyline more and you know i can't wait to see him in live action too oh yeah oh yeah i'm, I'm waiting for that because technically didn't we see some watchers in guardians of the galaxy volume two we did we did and we we saw them in the movie and then in the post credit scene with stanley we saw some watchers that's right so that's right yeah, maybe they'll retcon that like one was you you two or I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry, like the main watcher that's in our show. Yeah, that that'll be interesting because Guardians is definitely like the test bed, I think, for them doing weird stuff. I, I'm pretty sure I may have mentioned that last week too. I said found it funny that the Guardians of the Galaxy What If episode is probably one of the wackier ones we're gonna get because so much is different. And and like completely weird and all these toys they can play with and I was like yeah when Guardians the first one came out that was com that was considered the weirdest thing Marvel had done at the time and now we've gotten things like WandaVision and we're getting things like No Way Home and the new Doctor Strange so yeah I definitely feel like with what if they're taking the weird and just making it 10,000 times weirder <laughs> so very fun very exciting they're definitely pushing boundaries in what if they're definitely seeing like okay can they handle multiple universes can they handle different variants of the characters they know can they handle all these like kind of crazy storylines and obviously we can but it is still funny because you're right with guardians guardians has always been i think what you said like the test bed for marvel studios whenever they want to do something you know unique different and it's going to be interesting to see what other um film titles in the mcu like keep up that legacy once guardians of the galaxy is like done because it's like you know we only have like a couple more appearances of them i mean we we have the holiday special we have thor love and thunder and then we have volume three but it's like it will be interesting to see who who keeps who grabs that weirdness baton from the Guardians of the Galaxy and like keeps it going? Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely with you there on Thor Love and Thunder. I feel like judging by how Tychus talked about the movie and everything we know going out off of uh, Ragnarok, I feel like that one's going to get pretty wacky, which is funny because the Guardians are also in that. So... <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for that one, too. I feel like, you know, obviously I can't wait for all these films coming out. Oh, absolutely. You know, there, There's just, we're, we have a great slate of films coming up. And, you know, we have a great couple more episodes of What If coming up. And I hope everyone continues to listen to this podcast. You know, today's episode was phenomenal. I hope it keeps getting better and better. And next week, I'll be back on the podcast with Julia Delbell and that should be a blast. I can't wait. It's been a bit since I've been on these pods. So I'm excited to just keep talking about the MCU. Oh man, honestly, it's great to, to get you back on this pod. It's been a minute since we've gone on a pod together. So exactly. It's, it's been fun. It's, but it's been, 
been a blast and we'll be back for a new episode of watchers world next week but for more marvel content please follow us at boardwalk times on twitter and check out our website at boardwalktimes.net